Highway Option, a cinema podcast where we answer the question that applies to every single film, is it better or worse than Vin Diesel's The Pacifier? I'm from the sad boy bracket, Connor, a.k.a. First Round, because I would get out in the first round of any arm wrestling match, one of your hosts. Is it, is it, I'm, I'm next. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the welterweight arm wrestling bracket. I'm, I'll be your host, Grubby Gooch. Oh. His name's also Luke. Okay. Yeah. Also Luke. I, I didn't hear you say your regular name. I thought we were just I, doing the arm wrestling bit. Uh, all right. Well, I fucked that up. I'm Luke from remember the horny guinea pigs episode. I'm the same guy. Now we're talking about arm wrestling. Welcome back. And we have our first guest ever. Um, we didn't tell you about the name bit, did we? No, no, you didn't. Like, you have a <laughs> name for yourself? Uh, I'm right hand Jack. <laughs> it's our friend Chris. <laughs> no, yeah, man, this is right hand Jack. Jack. He's who signed up for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And today we're talking the 1987 Sylvester Stallone truck driving arm wrestling movie over the top which i thought i saw when i was younger and turns out i never did because i was dreading going into this and i ended up really liking it which like kind of concerned me the first time i saw this it was a blockbuster video rental sometime i i don't like it was like sometime in my early teens or like before that, mm-hmm. my mom was like really on getting me to watch like old content with like a theme. Like my mom is the reason I watched all of the Rockies and all of the Rambos. So the theme is sly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you made it seem like there are the some others was... i can't think of that. macgyver macgyver came from my mom MacGyver. i've seen like five to six seasons not all of them but like pretty close <laughs> and it's awesome knight rider is a so, kathy smith joint oh i thought when you said your mom's name i was like what actor is that david Hasselhoff <laughs> was knight rider <laughs> Well, do we want to get started analyzing the film? Yeah. Yeah, jump in there. Okay. So it starts out as every 80s movie does with helicopter shots over mountains with a synthesizer in the background. This movie is like landscape porn, dude. A bunch of it. I mean, like, there's so many, like, this is middle America, dude, this is what it is. Yeah. But it's not nice to look at. It's kind of just like, it's a mountain. That that scene where the truck is driving and the sun is setting over the mountain. Mm -hmm. Which one? Exactly, (laughs) dude. There's so many of them. They're all fantastic. This is more. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. This is the West Coast mountain esque views. You got to remember that. Mm hmm. I just kicked my laptop. (laughs) um we immediately we do the truck driving and then cut to a military school graduation where we meet our main character mike and 
he's going to go home with his grandpa so he can go see his mom in the hospital. Or so he thinks. <laughs> I This took me forever to realize that it was military school. My notes say like, oh, he's an ROTC. Is he a junior Marine? What is it? What is it? And then 20 minutes later, I was like, oh, yeah, military school's a thing. <laughs> yeah. That, like, people go to. No, I was pretty on board with military school from, from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I, you could tell early on that the kid was lame. Everyone <laughs> throws their cap, and he just looks, like, ruffled about it. Yeah. Yeah, he's what a if... stickler for the rules. Um, <laughs> what one. if I lose my hat? I shall be so upset. Uh, his name is Michael Cutler, because... Um, his mom's name is Cutler and her, and her father is the and piece of shit grandpa that we have to deal with the entire movie. Robert Loja. Robert Loja. This is, instead of going with Robert Loja to go see his mom, though, his mom has arranged for his father to meet him for the first time and drive him from Colorado to California. His dad is... What the hell was his first name? Lincoln. Lincoln Hawk. Oh, yeah. Hawk. Which is a badass name. Um, he only owns jean dress shirts. Yeah, man, dude. All cut yeah. off. All cut off. <laughs> I liked... He rolled up and everyone on the street turned. Like, he didn't look that different. Wasn't like he was wearing jeans and a ripped T-shirt. He was just wearing a dress shirt, and everyone it was yeah, like. Yeah, but he also rolled up in his raggedy ass Hawk <laughs> trailer truck, like yeah, a huge <laughs> truck because that's just the I guess he drives. And but I don't know, he got a dirty look from a guy in an all white suit. Like it's most what? unorthodox. <laughs> that was not just a military school. That was a military school for rich preteens, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got to get looks. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone left the mom when the kid was young because reasons. And so they've never met. And this is the first time they're meeting. And Mike hates him very much. Yeah, right out of the Mike gate. Mike is just the worst. <laughs> I also liked the kid, he asks for some identification which like i guess is fair if the grandfather has told you that your dad like sold drugs and took off you don't know who he is well, and, he's like, and is also a total stranger yeah like, yeah that kid doesn't look like sylvester stallone at all yeah well, I, so thought he, he, I actually thought he looked like he, he could be related but he can't like look at sylvester stallone and be like oh that's where i get my nose from yeah that's fair the kid didn't like only talk with one side of his face <laughs> Which, to be fair, he doesn't do... Sylvester Stallone doesn't do the Stallone voice, like, at all in this movie. Ah, this is before. No, this is, like... This is in between Rocky 2 and 3, I believe. Or right after 3. But, like, it... It's just... It's it's not, like... Yeah, but didn't, didn't, like, stuff happen during Rocky filming? Like, it wasn't an always thing for Sylvester Stallone to talk like he had a stroke. I don't... I don't know. I guess you'd have to, like, go back and look at the porn. God, fine. <laughs> Task me with this. I'm doing it by no, regular. I, I don't know, like, because that was Sloane's big thing was that he was just, like, a guy. 
and he wrote Rocky and he was like trying to pitch it and people wouldn't pick it up. People wouldn't let him star in it. So he kept pitching it until he got a shot. Mm-hmm. Well, that, uh... So I don't know like what before that, I don't know how, what, like what footage exists aside from the aforementioned porn. Um. <laughs> um, speaking really quick of, they make a big deal about the kid being named Michael Cutler or just Mike, because according to the IMDb trivia page, which is always so helpful, uh, it's an inside joke that Michael's name is Michael. Because if you say it fast with his father's last name, it's Mike Hawk. Ah! I don't think that was on purpose. That did get said later, and I did laugh at it. But I assumed that it wasn't on purpose. That was an accident they made. I think it is an accident, and someone <laughs> just wrote that. Um, you guys have made me go down this rabbit hole that I can't go down right now. No, please don't watch porn while we're recording something, Chris. It's still got the word porn in it. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, before Sylvester Stallone did his movies, he was in a porn titled The Italian Stallion. Which he took into Oh, I'm doing the life. wrong one. <gasps> oh, you found another one? Yeah, the party at Kitties and Studs, dude. Okay, well, I only knew about the one. I didn't know that Stallone had oh, like an uh, illustrious porn career. I guess he did. Yeah, the party. Oh, The Italian Stallion. There it is. We're there. So Mike is in the truck with his dad, and he is being, you know, mad. Pouty as hell. And just grumpy. At one point, he has to get out to go to the bathroom and then decides to play Frogger. Yeah, I don't think he really has to go to the bathroom. I think he's trying to escape. He is trying to escape, yeah. But, yeah, he decides to play human Frogger, and he's bad at it. Kid tries to cross eight lanes of traffic. Yeah. And nobody, like, like 17 cars crash into each other. That kid is the cause of so many deaths. But, like, a bunch of, nobody stops driving except for the cars that crash. Yeah. Everybody sees a kid and doesn't, like, oh. They gotta get going where they're going. They also see this man who comes out of this sketchy ass truck chasing after the kid eventually like grab him and pull him back to his gross sketchy ass truck and says nothing i mean no, i know it was no, a different time i was gonna say but, it was like how many years before stranger danger was big <laughs> i don't know I think stranger like maybe danger three was. was that a 90s invention i i don't know when that started i also don't know what part of the catching the kid ripped the whole sleeve off his jacket like stallone hugs him and somehow rips in it and it's not just a t-shirt like this is a whole military suit jacket i think he gets his arm while he's running into traffic and like he somehow i don't know sylvester stallone strong it also is the explanation for that i wrote down that when he he catches up to him and he was like holding him there to like stop him so he's not still running it looks so much like the infamous the caffeine pill scene from saved by the bell (laughs) (laughs) 
you know that it, it kind of just looks like he's <laughs> hugging him to calm him down i don't know if what does she happened. say what does she say i don't know what... i'm so excited <laughs> i'm so excited i'm so scared that's all i could think of i, I mean i was kind of on the chris train of like this large man is aggressively hugging this crying boy and we're not going to do anything about it. Also, there have been accidents. <laughs> they then drive to a steak restaurant, which has a quote that I really liked of Mike going, Sir, you're going to be a victim of cholesterol poisoning if you eat like that. Yeah, he's a real fucking square for like the first 10 to 15 minutes. He's been in military school and you've seen his grandpa. It takes one arm wrestling match to unravel him <laughs> for him to be like all right i'll be cool it's pure testosterone it has a weird progression this movie that i can't follow because of how stuck up he is being right now it just all of a sudden melts in like literally the next scene yeah the scene where there's an arm wrestling match in the bar and a guy named smasher wants to destroy him <laughs> the smasher there's a very fast and furious line where he goes where sylvester stallone goes to the back to do the arm wrestling thing and mike's like where are you going he's like i gotta go to work and i was like that feels that feels like something Vin yeah Diesel would say this whole thing the first diner thing it goes from just like we're driving in a truck to insane very fast yeah. like the beats are they roll up to this diner. The kid is lame about having a steak. He needs a tuna sandwich instead because of vague diet. Uh, For and then the smasher shows up and is like, we got to fight. And then they go off. And then we meet our main villain who tries to kidnap the boy. Which, yeah. I mean, I guess he probably wasn't. But he is a strange bald man with a Fu Manchu. He's probably 250. He puts his hand on top of the kid's hand and is like, what does he say? Like, uh, too bad Hawks your father. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I, the, his, his, his whole obsession with the diet thing and the cholesterol poisoning, you saying because diet reasons, it makes sense. Cause his mom has heart disease. Oh, yeah. I so, mean, of course, he would be conscious about big that. heart disease. Yeah, but I mean, it's his mom mostly that, that explained it for me. Like you that's saying fair. it just now. I, I guess that's fair. Mostly it just every time we flashed to the mom, everyone was like, she's so tired. She's she's and so that was the thing. The only mention of any sick we got was that she got a vague heart surgery. Well, and every other time like... it's like she's just taking a nap in the biggest hospital room i've ever seen that's even much much later like i have a note vaguely soon that i'm like she's got you know cancer of the story <laughs> convenient so yeah so, well the threatening bald mustache man is bull yeah i and... thought that was the big show and i was really excited <laughs> i was so fucking excited i was like no fucking way but it wasn't. <laughs> I, I have a fan theory that it was supposed to be Hulk Hogan. Oh. But that's based mostly on the Fu Manchu. I mean, there were some wrestlers who were supposed to show up in the movie, according to some of the trivia stuff. Um, 
Manny Fernandez and the Barbarian, but they weren't used in the movie because they got too drunk the day before she. <laughs> awesome. Hawk wins the wrestling match against the Smasher, and we get our first title drop 16 minutes in. Does over the top just refer to what he's doing with his hand the when grip, he just like it looked like oh an you mean league. cheating at arm wrestling? Yeah, it looked illegal <laughs> as fuck. I mean, yeah, and even in the climax, Bull constantly is like, "He has my thumb. He has my thumb," <laughs> and no one's no one gives a fuck. It's <laughs> no, he's he's not even like notorious as a cheater. They're just like, ah, there's the truck wrestler man. Which, when we get to the tournament, I have a lot of questions about how that's organized, but (laughs) we can... This is actually when it first comes up, the National Arm Wrestling Championship in Las Vegas, where Bull is going to meet Hawk, and they're gonna throw down. This movie takes place in an alternate reality where arm wrestling is fucking huge. Dude, honestly, I feel like it's a real thing. What else do truckers have to do? Drive. Well, you gotta think. It didn't. Work My the same dad way. drives trucks, and he doesn't arm wrestle <laughs> professionally. Think. It's it not works, a cover. It works different, right? It probably worked different back then, just because, like, maybe it wasn't as organized. There wasn't. Yeah, but like this companies. isn't. It was like people literally were getting trucks and just going to do the fucking thing. They're like, I got a truck. I can pull your shit for you. <laughs> What else am I gonna do besides arm wrestle this guy at this fucking dive bar? <laughs> I just feel like if this kid. if this was such a big competition, and this was something that had so much popularity, where did it go? I don't think it. I I think you're overselling it for what it was. <laughs> I think I, I, there's a have, lot of people in that stadium I at the end. So get, much when we get to it, I have a little. In I have this, a tidbit about it. In but. this particular niche group of people, <laughs> and they all came and went, and it was just them. <laughs> but there was a lot of them. Where did they go? Know, <laughs> so after Hawk wins, Mike keep Mike uh, accuses him of being a hustler, which. He doesn't know how hustling works, because it's not like Sylvester Stallone was like, oh, you you can beat me, no problem. He just kind of did it. He, and it's not even like there was like, oh, it, it was an over bet, right? It was like, ah, oh, I'm going to fight you for this set of mountains. Stallone was just like, mm-hmm. whatever. No. <laughs> a, a crazy person attacked them at a diner, and he defended them. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's and the kid was like, "You fucking dick! <laughs> You're a hustler. <laughs> that's how you earn your money." And <laughs> that's not how any of that works. Um, we find out that Hawk left his wife for reasons. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, no life. I thought I had this memory of watching this movie that like the grandfather had paid him off to leave the family, and so that's what I was going towards and then that didn't come up and i was like where did mm-hmm. that where did that come from um it's probably because it didn't actually still come up like the actual reason he left i don't think it was just the grandfather i think that's a, yeah like he I very well could have just been vaguely it. selling drugs out of his truck like it, i mean like the kid accuses him. he sold drugs yeah. and so it's like oh, is it, uh, that's one uh, of the problems with the movie is it never gets addressed like why he did it 
it just happened and everyone's mm, like all right left i do like how arm wrestling is a the conceit for this to show that hawk's like a manly guy but without making him super violent so you're like oh it's just he's you know he's tough but at the same time he's not gonna hurt someone then later in the way an early growth spurt 12 year old is tough (laughs) (laughs) they continue driving the kid continues just being a, a dick for no reason like keeps calling him dumb Mm-hmm. Talks about how like, oh, why don't you read? You don't read. You don't do yeah. smart things. Sloan has rigged up a cable pole inside yeah, the truck. Work out his <laughs> weight machine in his truck. I'm and so the kid is still though. calling him dumb. How? <laughs> where do you buy that? What do you? Who, you don't who buy it, Connor. You have to make it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have, have to, to build, build that. that thing. That's a custom, custom rig right there. Like, I'm just Does worried about his left arm. His left arm is going to be tiny. <laughs> like he only needs he only needs the one. Yeah, I guess, but still, you got to balance that out. You got to look like I don't even know. He's got a bunch of weights on the old-fashioned crank to turn the window <laughs> up and down. <laughs> so he's getting work out on both at the same time. Oh my Such a wild thing that's just there and nobody ever stops. And he's like, "How how the fuck?" But then, and yeah. Sloan stops the car, and the kid immediately is like, "Oh my god, are you gonna hit me?" <laughs> yeah, like, <you> know, <laughs> what up to this point would lead you to believe that? All we have to jump off is the history, man. <laughs> no, instead, Sloan tells him to drive, genius, <laughs> and he just lets a child drive an enormous truck. Yeah, so many laws were broken. That kid was swerving all around. Oh my god, that was wild. Sylvester Stallone says with a completely straight face, you know, I always wanted to be a milkshake. <laughs> that is the one line I wrote down for this movie. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> like, what? <laughs> it is easily the best nonsense line in this movie. Like, <laughs> you know, you can uh, tell he's just like, oh. Like, you know, I always wanted to be a milkshake. <laughs> and then they go to another diner where <laughs> pan up on titties immediate change of shot kid driving car two titties <laughs> nothing in between well, I missed that <laughs> I missed that too <laughs> I might have been right not the waitress bringing the food the waitress's titties <laughs> <laughs> so Hawk introduces Mike to the family business. <laughs> Arm wrestling, where they gang up on a 12-year-old who's just trying to play Mario Brothers. Scott Farkas, who is, is playing... He is very Scott Farkas. Who's half-naked in a diner playing pinball. <laughs> wearing a vest and no shirt. <laughs> the first time through, Mike loses. Yeah. And he cries. He cry much. He cry. He bad at arm wrestling, and he think Hawk mad. So he go cry. He make big cry. Big cry outside. But then the kids are really mean too. Oh yeah. Does the kids say the first time? No. I don't know, but he comes back for the second arm wrestle, and his friends are like, "Murder him!" (laughs) But it's not that they say something like that. They tell him to murder him. 
everybody in this movie is way too intense or i mean over the top but it's kind of ridiculous those kids are just everything's insane second in title drop in the best minutes. way <laughs> there's no normal person in this yeah world. this movie is like a line of coke it's because they all need to be over the top uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> It felt sometimes like like they wanted to make a two and a half hour long movie. I don't think and then the studio was like, no, you got an hour and a half. No. Trim it down. No, but they I, didn't cut no, out I, anything. I agree. I agree. I feel, no, I feel like they cut things out. I feel like they oh, cut yeah? out sections of the story because I feel like the story just I don't just think jumps. they cut anything out. I, I feel like they didn't the cut script. any of the beats out. Yeah, probably. I just thought they like. They, they had a lot of stuff they wanted to expand on, a lot of, like, relationships they wanted to build, and yeah. instead they were like, we just got to hit them all. Boom, 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 boom. And they just get announced, and then they move on. I think yeah. you're thinking way too far into this movie <laughs> that's about driving a truck and then arm wrestling. Uh, it's not about driving a truck. It's about bonding with your child who you abandoned yeah. for some unknown reason that we never <laughs> find out. It's about the world never meeting you halfway, Connor. Yeah, never meeting you halfway. Mike goes back after his first loss, and Sylvester Stallone teaches him the secret technique to turn your hat backwards, <laughs> like your fucking Ash Ketchum. And the kid wins. All I'm saying is Ash Ketchum came after this. He doesn't. So Pokemon took it from this movie. Yeah, he doesn't just <laughs> win. He uses the secret technique to win. Mm-hmm. He goes over the top and everything. Yeah, and then wild shit happens. Yeah, then he leaves and just gets kidnapped. While Link is <laughs> like, on what? the phone. <laughs> but by his grandpa's goons. Yeah, yeah his grandfather has like three loser henchmen. <laughs> yeah. It's like a guy with a mustache and like a wiener and like a lawyer. And <laughs> they're always just around. Like they keep panning back to the grandfather in his lair. And he's like, you gotta get him. <laughs> like, find Give out me where the he boy. I need truck. the boy. <laughs> yeah, the a lawyer comes in and tells him he's not going to win the legal case. So the grandfather's like, "All right, you got to steal him." <laughs> Which, if you're so taking better. notes on this about how to win a custody battle, stealing the child is not it. No, no, it's <laughs> like the top of the list of don't do. <laughs> not a family court lawyer, but. Oh, that's funny. I was just talking about that. I went out a few dates with a guy who's a family, aspiring family attorney, and I found it not sexy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it'd be pretty sad. I was down with the lawyer thing, and then he said, oh, I'm a fam. I'm studying family law. And I went, ugh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. What, what is the sexier lawyer that you wanted? <sighs> From being kind of just whatever it is. <laughs> uh, I settled on criminal. Like, that's uh, the lawyer that everyone thinks of. Yeah. Although, I don't know, what's sexier than a southern gentleman lawyer who's sweating way too much because he's defending the little man. I may just be a humble small town. Someone please stop this bitch. I don't think you study southern general law <laughs> and become a southern general then lawyer. Then why are there so many? I think you're just from the south and you become a lawyer. <laughs> There's a David Allen Stern accent involved uh, that you take in your freshman year. You actually take 16 acting <laughs> courses. <laughs> yeah, there's a 
big uh, car chase. Yeah, there after is. After he gets kidnapped, like there's no regard for anything. Lots oh. of people are probably dead. No, Sloan drives this truck in an insane way. He's making turns on nothing. He He's stopping on a dime. The truck is driving 140 miles an hour. But I didn't see any crashes. I didn't see any. No. I didn't see any I, destruction aside from. I thought I saw some. When they get to the the end of the chase and crash into <laughs> the, the cars. And his move is to fucking T bone yeah, the boy. Where he rams <laughs> the car with his son in it. And no one dies from that somehow. Yeah. yeah he knows okay. it'll stop him. Yeah, like. I don't know. He must have, like made some quick godly calculations in his big brain of his to just go, if I hit it at this speed and they're going this speed, no damage will occur. He understands mechanics and engineering. He was able to build a weight machine in his truck. But he doesn't read, Connor. He doesn't read. He's a truck driver. He's dumb. He can't read. Yeah, the boy has such like a, just a one-dimensional view. Read him. This Max. man who's calculating physics on the fly. <laughs> building machinery in his truck like oh you just truck man dumb if this was made now there would be a whole like oh i study stem for fun element like buried underneath this character like there would be a scene where the back of the truck opens and like a physics textbook falls out yeah and like haha learning is cool go into stem because that's what movies are in 2020 well, actually, no. Movies are not. Movies aren't now. happening. Yeah, uh, that's what movies are in 2019. Movies <laughs> are Trolls World Tour and Scoob, and that's it. <gasps> is Scoob still coming out? Uh, it's it's direct to video on demand on the 15th. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually really excited for it too, which is strange. <laughs> it looks so good. It looks cute, dude. I love Scoob. Um, so they have a cute truck heart-to-heart, as, you know, all of the transitions between big set pieces are in this movie. And then they get to the hospital, and, uh, mom dies. Yep. Yeah. She's just dead. Uh, he asks for her room, and, like, four nurses go, oh, we gotta, we gotta get someone else. He has to hear it from the oldest doctor in the world. <laughs> but they were just keeping it. that man was 174 years old yep that wasn't a doctor that was just <laughs> an old patient was, on life support who wandered out it was Orville Redenbacher <laughs> <laughs> so Mike very sad runs away to his grandpa there's a funeral he hails a taxi immediately he doesn't run away <laughs> He doesn't run away. This kid with no money, no nothing, on ripped sleeves, just hops into a taxi. And the taxi's like, yeah, okay. I'll take you. I don't care. Yeah. Look, What's the around. deal where a boy can be running away from, like, it looks like a parent. You don't know. You're just a taxi driver. He yells. And then he gets in the cab and someone is chasing the cab. And you're just like, all right, well, well no mean, proof of nothing. Well, I'll take him. He looks sad coming out of a hospital, so, like, you gotta give it to him for free. That's taxi driver code. Taxi driver code. Rule one, we hate the cash cab. Rule two, sad kids outside of hospitals ride free. What's rule three? 
I don't take taxis enough to know. <laughs> Hawk is sad, understandably. He wants his boy back. He needs his boy. There's a funeral. Funeral and everything. Just just sad moments. And then, sad my question was post funeral. They there's this funeral and the boy's back with the grandfather standing. Uh, Lincoln Hawk is standing on the side of the funeral. He's like he can't interact with the boy. And then afterwards he drives his truck to the beach and sits on the back of it and plays with a flashlight as the sun sets. Yeah. Yeah. He's sad. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't explain that. <laughs> Sometimes you just do stuff when you're sad, man. I kind of black that part of the movie out. But what? <laughs> He's just turning a flashlight on and off, sitting on the back of the truck. So, I feel like the kid, I feel like Mike might have done something about a flashlight. I don't think so. I don't know if he like, left it there. Wikipedia's not giving me anything about it. I don't think so. I think I think he just went into his like toolbox that he had on the back of the truck and went, ah, here's something I could fiddle with. Or maybe it's a B roll that they could have cut. Maybe on set they were like, ah, here's something you can fiddle with. <laughs> like, he he could have just been sitting there looking out. Would have been less weird. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Maybe it was in the stage directions he wrote himself. But that was a very... <laughs> yeah, he very, wrote it. Very gentle, very nice scene. Immediately followed by Hawk crashing his truck into the fucking grandfather's house in order to take his son back. <gasps> and he right into the front door. Oh my god, he crashes through, through the, the gate, lawn, just... through the gate, through everything he drives through a fucking fountain oh there is no there is no stone left unturned by this truck which is miraculously pretty fine yeah after going into like still gets seven grand when he sells it brick and concrete house so naturally he goes to jail yeah because he ran a truck into a house (laughs) I think the movie wants us to be mad at the grandfather and be like, no, but their bond was so strong because trucks. And it's like, no, this man ran a car into a home, locked him up. Listen, all I'm saying is it worked for me. (laughs) (laughs) I was still mad at the grandfather. That was awesome. I was awesome. In a real life sense. (laughs) I, I understood why he was going to jail, though. I was like, you can't just do that. Hawk. Oh, I couldn't argue with the jail sentence. Everybody saw the jail sentence coming, but still, the grandfather's still dick. Oh, no, the grandfather yeah. still sucks. And that was awesome. It was pretty awesome. I was, <laughs> hope, I was rooting for it the whole time I saw the gate. I'm like, ram that truck. Ram that truck. Also, the cop who arrested him said the Miranda rights wrong, or at least didn't finish them. Really? He pushes Lingen up against a wall, and he says, you have the right to remain silent. And then a second goes by, and then quieter, he says, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> and then the scene changes. It was... He forgot the rest of them. <laughs> it was... <laughs> it's like 21 Jump Street, where it's like, you have the right to be an attorney. <laughs> In jail, Grandpa's assistant comes mm-hmm. and demands that Hawk leave the state of California or he's going to be in big trouble. Because the grandfather is still worried 
that he could win a custody case. Which of, he can't anymore. None of this makes no. sense. <laughs> no, he cannot. <laughs> he, he had a case before mm-hmm. he broke into this man's house with a semi-truck. <laughs> now you won't win. He's in jail. The world's loudest doorbell. <laughs> yeah. Him and Mike have a moment in the jail. Yeah, him and Mike have a nice conversation about him leaving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, come with me. And you'll see. And Mike's like, the... but you can't give me what I need. Yeah, the Perfect. exchange they have is really sweet. Yeah. Where Mike's like, where will we go? Where will we end up? And all Hawk says is together is all I guarantee. Yeah, I think this movie sweet. would work less well if the connection was worse. Yeah, it makes sense why the entire beginning happens. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to be all arm wrestling and bullshit, but like... Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, this movie is insane from start to finish. Oh, yeah. But, like, there's a good heart at the center of it that keeps it fun. And keeps it entertaining. Like, keeps it, I wanted to watch it. I was excited to watch it. I was, yeah, I was surprisingly sucked in the entire film. Yeah, man. Ah, it was good. So they go to Vegas. Well, so Hawk goes to Vegas. and He takes the deal. He takes the deal not gonna see him he sells his truck which is worth seven thousand dollars to a man in a pineapple shirt yeah what do you have against pineapple shirts i don't know it was just funny it was like not a like there was one pineapple on it It was like a dress shirt i gotta remember it's vegas i I feel like vegas gets pretty wild with their uh yeah it's i'd wear it for sure tacky vegas (laughs) and while this is happening mike finds all his the letters that Hawk sent him that his bitch grandpa stole no, and hid. Those were definitely in her in his mom's room. Yeah, but the grandfather hid ass. him. It's it's the grandpa. I don't know. I, I got confused <laughs> because it was the mom's room, but it it felt like it, they were definitely leading you towards the grandfather hid them. Yeah, but and it's it's a lot harder to blame the dead lady. I this is why was... I think there was some kind of deal to get rid of him between like the mother and the grandfather and the mother played along. Okay. But this wasn't in the movie. So if you, if you pitch it that way, I could see it. Like the mother's just trying to like make sure whatever doesn't happen, whatever stipulation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I just found it weird that he found the letters in (laughs) an old purse in his mom's room under like other purses. It was just like, it's part of the movie that they didn't get to make. Part of the yeah, extra hour was, that they didn't get it was, lit for. It was yeah, just there. And if it was in his grandfather's office or something. It should have been. It would have made more sense to me. But it 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 seemed to me that the mom stole the letters. And I was just like, but why? Why her? <laughs> During this montage, he ends up in Vegas. And Hawk takes the $7,000. He ends up in Vegas by stealing a car from his grandfather true and driving well not driving all the way there driving to the airport oh no we're not at that part yet oh i was talking about hawk (laughs) oh all right (laughs) Um, hawk's in vegas he bets all seven thousand dollars that he has on himself Ah, 20 to 1 odds that's a buck 40 that's a buck 40 that's a Um, lot of money according to this website that i just put it in uh, it's 147000 if he wins. Yeah. Huh. 
I don't understand. I guess because you get the original get, seven back. Yeah. yeah. So 147,000. But what is that in today's money? Oh, God. I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> we don't have the inflation calculator. How much is it worth in barrels of oil now? <laughs> but how many chickens can he buy? Not much. <laughs> Mike tries himself just like his papa taught him. With the, the worst car in the garage. A truck that arguably has no business in a rich man's garage. He has like it was the servants Royce and other stuff, but it's like right in the middle of all these nice cars, and then there's just this like shitty eighty-five Toyota. Yeah, but he—that's what Mike knows how to drive. Which that truck that he drove would have been automatic, but I mean, I guess he learned to drive stick, so he could drive automatic. Not yeah, the point. That, I know it's not the easier. point. It's not like the other way around where. <laughs> I got really stuck on the truck because like <laughs> some weird what? thing to get stuck on because <laughs> there's so many nice cars around. It's like a garage in Grand Theft Auto. And then he takes like the golf cart. My man, like even the loser henchmen follow him in a limo. Can we can we can we talk about this inflation thing real quick? <laughs> oh, My man's got twenty one thousand nine hundred and twenty seven dollars for his pickup, his truck. And he walked out okay. there with an equivalent of. Four hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's a house. Jesus. That's great. He made out like a smoky bandit, man. What the hell? Also, all of Mike's stuff where he goes in the airport and just gets on the plane and sneaks off. Halfway through the movie I was like, why did they never remake this with another tough guy? And then all of this airplane shenanigans happen. I'm like, oh, you can't remake it now mm-hmm. because it's after yeah, 9-11. The airport has the changed. Airport doesn't work like that yeah, anymore. Man. He, he, you can't just walk up and do whatever the hell you want. He apparently. bolted back to the tarmac and I went, ooh. <laughs> 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 Times have changed. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the competitions going down the arm wrestling championship of the world there's so much footage it's insane there's, there's a, a montage plat- there's a lot of platform sneakers <laughs> just an, an odd look every muscle guy in the world at this time had to have cameoed there's so many of them and there's such a variety <laughs> they d- the casting call must have just been like strange bulky they probably just went yeah. to Hedda's Beach, to be honest. And went, yeah. hey, you, you, big guy over there. Come here. You want to make, you want to make sex? guys, muscle girls. You want to arm wrestle for a while? Everyone is so sweaty. <laughs> it looks, it so must have been sweaty. so hot in that room. That must have stunk. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, man. oh, there is the song in the montage of Hawk going up through the thing um has the lyrics winner takes it all loser oh. takes the fall fight to the beginning of the end isn't that that song is in something else i don't know it might have been another stallone movie maybe not i don't know it sounded really familiar i mean it sounds like the parody version of any 80s montage song <laughs> this soundtrack was very 80s oh, yeah. but like in the best possible no. way yeah. i couldn't tell you the name of like any of these songs but they all fit, and I was jive. The soundtrack fit. I was way. jive. I was vibing, is what I was trying to say. So the arm wrestling Elite Eight suddenly <laughs> has interviews with everybody, which yeah. is very weird. 
Like <laughs> that's so fun. Like they they never made it seem like this thing was being televised. They just wanted to have the characters talk to the audience. Televised, right, and like that was it was being a document. I thought it was in a documentary. All of a sudden, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> first, entire... I was like, oh, maybe it's just playing on like the jumbotron in the room. But mm-hmm. then it's playing at the airport when Mike gets off the plane. Mm-hmm. So it's at least televised enough to be like a local like, channel in the Vegas hotel. Yeah, it's weird. Hawk is from the truckers division. Which is very important, <laughs> apparently. He goes up against his first opponent, John Grizzly, who is a fucking maniac. Yeah, the guy who should have been the main villain in this film. <laughs> I want to Bull is, so like, tw- less interesting. Yeah, Bull's got, like, a bit more of an interesting look, but uh, John Grizzly eats a cigarette. It's a, a I lit, thought it was a cigar. It might be a cigar, but he eats a lit cigarette or a cigar. <laughs> he takes a well arm wrestling and still like wins the first match. And yeah, he wins. He beats Hawk, but as the movie reminds us twenty times, it's a double elimination thing. Oh, yeah, I oh. wrote down a number of times that they said it and then had to go back and cross it off and change it because they said it more times. They say it so many times. Grandpa shows up around the same time Mike does mm-hmm. and he tries to make Hawk a deal. And he's being a piece of shit and he tries to buy Just him off. Just this whole character. <laughs> he's trying to buy him off with a fancy truck and 500 grand to never see his son again. But Hawk cares about family. So no deal. Yeah. He goes back to the one of the uh, loser henchmen tries to <laughs> keep him talking to the grandfather in like he could have they could have had him say anything or nothing. Nothing probably would have been better. He could have just started a fight there because he said no. But instead he goes, hey, he was talking to you. <laughs> and Stallone throws him through a sliding glass door. Mm-hmm. That was intense. I love that. That was. Yeah. Like, yes, Daddy Stallone. <laughs> so he goes back the second bit of action outside of the uh car chase which is like Mm -hmm. one of the more exciting bits of the movie not gonna lie he goes up against john grizzly again and john grizzly drinks motor oil with a straw in it (laughs) where are you getting a motor oil can that has it's like a built-in straw like they were gonna give it to the tin man I don't know, man, but of course Hawk wins because Grizzly just drank motor oil. Yeah, because Grizzly's dead. <laughs> Grizzly. His insides are poisoned. <laughs> Literally had a seizure as they were as they were arm wrestling because he drank motor oil. Like, and Hawk makes it to the finals, which the final round is called over the top. Is it? So is this just like a thing that everyone knows? I thought it was just a hawk thing. I, thought I, guess, it was I guess it's like the arm wrestling term. The interviews also kept going on. Like, I thought that they were going to stop yeah. after the introduction, but it's just like they kept, they'd cut to the arm wrestling and then they'd cut back to like bull talking. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of footage of that. Like you know. he says, well, the first time he says, it's insane. He, I mean, he's like I. Whole thing is I, I fucking truck. I like driving trucks and breaking arms and arm wrestling, and then they talk to him again, and he's like, that guy has no shit in business here. 
like he was a, he was mad and he couldn't think of something else to say. Yeah, and they like, just put the mic in his face. <laughs> I feel like it was improv, 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 improv. So our final four for the over the top <laughs> final round is Bull, who is of course from Jacksonville. Because, like, where else would a five-time arm wrestling champion come from other than Jacksonville? Right. Also, they've been doing this for There's at least five one. years. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. What else do truckers have to do aside from arm wrestle? They clearly but don't the truckers are only one division. division. He's just guy. Uh, we got slamming Carl Adams. <laughs> From the Teamsters, we've got. Well, Harry I feel like there's Costco. a chance they might have wanted to be Carl Weathers, but Carl Weathers was like, no, absolutely not, <laughs> not doing that one for you, slide. <laughs> and then we have Hawk. Round one, Hawk beats Bosco, and he sees Mike again, and they hug, and Mike gives him a tender, inspirational speech to go up against Bull. Bull, <laughs> the hat comes back. He turns it around. <laughs> In his interview, Hawk explains why he turns the hat around, and he says it makes him feel like a truck. <laughs> I missed that part. I mean, I don't. Wait, I don't think he missed his entire interview. He's like, I turn it around, and it's like a switch, and it gets me focused. I feel like a machine. Like oh, a I think mach- okay. <laughs> I missed the truck part. Yeah, <laughs> he says like a truck afterwards. I swear. Yeah, I missed the like a truck part too. <laughs> because I almost cried. <laughs> He's up against Bull, and he and Bull are fighting. Bull's being an asshole. He makes him punch himself in the nose. So they bring out the strap, which is yeah. just like leather taping hands together. Weird move, but surprise, he wins. Uh, Hawk wins. I feel like the punching in the face was a cheating thing. Yeah, also, um, it's a double elimination tournament, as they've said a million times. Bull lost once. No, he lost before it. Yeah, I, feel like oh, I don't know who he lost to. There's a lot of rotating. There's like, it's when they announce the semifinals, there's like 10 different arm wrestling guys who all get an interview. Mm. And then, like, they cycle through them. I don't remember any of their names except Grizzly and Bull and Lincoln. Also, everywhere there's these little elbow dishes. It's where you like so you don't move your elbow around. That's yeah, like what I, you have to have it in. Yeah, I like I understand what it's used for, but I've never have you ever seen that in real life? No, because I've never been to a fucking arm wrestling competition. <laughs> but have it's you? not even just at the competition, like when they first get arm jumped in the beginning of the movie and the smasher is like all right let's go they have those they pull out those little rubber dishes to put their elbows in so it's regulation (laughs) is that like making a pong table eight feet pretty much (laughs) hawk wins grandpa cries and everything is happy the end i he he has this little this little hawk thing on his truck the whole time mm-hmm. and then he sells the truck and he's like oh can i keep that and the guy's like i ah, don't give a fuck and he gives it to him and then he puts it on the truck and they zoom in on it and it's definitely an eagle that bird is an eagle okay i, I get, yeah well and then <laughs> he uh hawk and his son decide to make hawk and son a truck business 
and the happy ending for all end of the film i'm disappointed how much i liked it yeah it's awesome right it's a really likable insane (laughs) movie i think i was so against it when i first heard that you wanted to do it because it's like nobody likes it critically at least it's a very odd premise it it was nominated for a couple of razzies but it oh no oh no mike won two razzies <laughs> he won for worst supporting actor and worst new star that's fair even even though the razzies kind of suck <laughs> it's got like a 27 on rotten tomatoes sylvester stallone doesn't like it ah that's that's probably why there isn't a sequel uh, he has claimed that the only reason he appeared in it was the director kept offering more and more money, so he went, what the hell, no one's going to watch this. He, made, he wrote it! He also made $12 million off of it. Did he actually write it? <laughs> yes! He, he he's got, it, yeah. it's him and one other guy, yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a real-life over-the-top tournament created when the movie was greenlit. So the producers... Uh, held it and it lasted from 1985 to 1986 and they filmed the final scenes at the actual finale so a lot of those arm wrestlers are people who actually went through the competition like the unnamed characters in the b-roll footage that makes this more insane yeah yeah that those guys were real professional arm wrestlers it's pretty it's pretty fucking nuts i just assumed they were like bodybuilders of the time that's what i thought too and then i scrolled a couple pages down so that's that so now we get to the criteria portion where we compare this film to vin diesel's 2005 seminal masterpiece the pacifier with our very specific set of criteria how's the soundtrack where does the main actor land on the dieselometer did i like it as a kid what has the director gone on to do? Was there anything as memorable as the Peter Panda dance? Who's the Brad Garrett insane memorable side character? And is there anything as batshit crazy as the Sound of Music subplot in The Pacifier? Which, if you need reminding, they think the kid's a Nazi, but he's just playing Rolf. Oh no, I blacked out the whole Nazi subplot thing. Until I read that, read what you said, and then I watched it, and I went, "Oh shit, that does happen." Yeah, <laughs> that that's the thing I also ever. forgot about until I rewatched it, and I was like, "Holy shit, I that's right." It. <laughs> it's forever engraved in my brain now. It's absolutely fantastic. So first off, how's the soundtrack? It's fine. It's eighties. I like it better than the soundtrack yeah. for the pacifier. What I don't like the pacifier. What I don't like about the pacifier soundtrack, and I guess it's less soundtrack and more just um, sound design choice, is that they underscore everything, and it brings me out of it. I'm like, I, it doesn't. It why? Why are you doing this? Why are you making? This but music? it has the anthem by Good Charlotte. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, the soundtrack is not the most memorable part of that movie for me. The pacifier. I just. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm not... When I, I just, think about it, I'm not thinking about the soundtrack of it. No. I just made it part of the criteria because I was really excited. Unless Peter Panda like, Dance is included in the soundtrack. A it's bunch not of shitty pop punk songs showed up. No, it's a good, like... It's a good hip of music. It works as a criteria thing. I just, like... Mm-hmm. That is one where I could see other movies beating it. 
Oh yeah, a lot of the time. It's kind of like in it's it's like a layup. It's an easy yeah. Pass. <laughs> uh, where does Sylvester Stallone land on the dieselometer for you this time? <sighs> I put tough. him as like early Fast and Furious. See, Ooh. I give this one. I put him at Furious Six. Okay. It's not as it's not as peak, but he has fully embraced the insane. Mm-hmm. Like five, we start to see it. Like things really start to take off. From I mean, arguably four as well. Like four is less fun though. Like five, we get the bank vaults, but six is when Vin Diesel fully becomes Superman. <laughs> we have that scene where he jumps over the overpass and lands in the windshield of the car holding Michelle Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. The tank is in that movie. The fucking airplane. (laughs) I have seen none of them. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So what you're saying to me just sounds pure nonsense. That's kind of what it's like. I mean, it is. Yeah. Just high, not octane. Nonsense. his heart's it's a good time. Him. His heart's into everything, no matter how stupid it is, so that the charm comes across with that. <laughs> Next up, did I like it as a kid? I liked I it now. As a... <laughs> yeah, I didn't... yeah, I didn't see it as a kid, but I think I would have. I think I would have been I... like, this is a good grown-up movie. Yeah. I dug it as a kid. I. It's not like one I watched like a hundred times. I only saw it a couple of times. Mm. But I liked it, and I still like it. I think I would have liked it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What has the director gone on to do? So the director is Monaghan Golan, and he went on to make a lot of stuff that doesn't have Wikipedia pages. What are some names? Uh, let's see. We got Hannah's War, Mac the Knife, like the song, but a movie, I guess. What else we got? I mean, he worked into the 2000s. Well, that's good. Good for him. Uh, Crime and Punishment. That's a movie that I've heard of that. I just haven't seen it. It was filmed in 1993 and not released until 2002. That's always a good sign. Don't people like that movie? It sounds familiar, but I don't know why. I mean, it's it's a book. Someone's in it. Crispin Glover, Vanessa Redgrave, John Hurt, Margot Kidder. He did Delta Force. Oh, it was only released okay. in Russia. With Chuck Norris. Alright. Um, Let's see, we got uh, the Versace murder. He did a lot that of Chuck big. Norris stuff. He also did Braddock. That makes sense. I mean, I think it's like kind of a plus and a minus. It's not really anything for me. <gasps> he did Superman four. Yeah, that's not good. Is that the last piece? one? Is the one the... where he disappears, uh, or is that six? Well, I don't know. No, Superman four is the one with um. I think that's the one where like anti Superman comes out and fights him, or is that Richard Pryor? Like the comedian? Yeah, Richard Pryor's in the Superman movie, but I forget which one. As the villain? No, just as a or guy. just like he's Richard Pryor. 
it's yeah it's just he's richard Pryor. i haven't seen i gotta be honest i haven't seen any of the old superman movies he didn't direct it he produced it uh superman 4 he didn't direct it i see and no it's the one with nuclear man a lot of people don't like it and it was the last one until the brandon routh one happened yeah he like doesn't he he disappears or something um, no, he kind of just does normal stuff, and then they just didn't make one. He'll be around for the sequel. Anyway, um, <laughs> was there anything as memorable as the Peter Panda dance? Probably the entire final arm wrestling thing. Uh, I said Stallone's uh, hobby of crashing trucks into shit. <laughs> Because it happens enough times, it does happen. A where lot. it's a thing, he he loves to crash. Yeah. Drive first, crash second. <laughs> so that matched Peter Panda for me. Um, who's the Brad Garrett insane side character? Grizzly. See, I feel like it's easier to say. Who isn't the insane sidekick? <laughs> also true. There's so many crazy people in this movie. Like, it could be the kid. It could be any of the wiener henchmen. The <laughs> the tiny murderers from the diner. Mm-hmm. The smasher. Grizzly, obviously. I mean, yeah, Grizzly's Bull. a oil, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I it's hard to beat eating a cigar and then drinking motor oil. Yeah. And last but not least, what is there anything as batshit insane as the Sound of Music subplot? Besides the whole thing, like, if we're going subplot-wise, I guess it's Mike driving. That's fair. I say the place that arm wrestling holds in the world in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because okay. it's it's just, you're just supposed to accept it as like this is part of the thing everybody knows it's arm wrestling <laughs> you can go into favorite. any diner and get in an arm wrestling fight yeah so that's that my total score for it doing the positive and negatives was around three which i would say is just about as good as the pacifier a little bit under but pretty close for me i rated it Two hefty jugs of motor oil with a bendy straw. <laughs> do you have any nonsense rating, Chris? Um, Where do you put it compared to the pacifier? I'd give it like two Italian stallions up. Um, <laughs> just because, like, a thing I didn't think we were going to talk about as much as we did. <laughs> I don't know how. About it for a lot. <laughs> I watched a lot of that just now. It was pretty, pretty weird. Um, of course you watch porn during this entire recording. It's software porn, stop, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that's... that's um... <laughs> well, Chris, thank you for being our experimental first guest. Yeah. You're yeah. Uh, we end this as we are hoping to always do with a tease for our next episode where you, our first guest, will pick our next movie... Okay. And give us some hints to try to figure out what it is. Oh, I, think I didn't prepare hints. 
But all right, let me, let me record think... some hits. <laughs> all right, um, while you do that, I think we should call this the coming attractions game. Yeah, I man, think that's, that's a catchy thing. That's, yeah, that sounds fun. And if you, if you or any future guest doesn't want to pick a movie, then you can just defer to one of us, and whoever's <laughs> next in our back and forth will pick the movie. So, like, I'm next in line. But that's lame. You should pick one. Well, yeah, no, the guest should definitely pick yeah. one. No, I definitely have a movie. I just wasn't prepared for the guessing game. <laughs> That's fair. Um, it doesn't have to be like studio or names. It can just be like, like for this one, Luke told me <laughs> there's backward hat vibes and strength. Yeah. Um, and I got it. Wasn't great on my end either. <laughs> How did you get it? Did you know of this movie? What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know the name, but I just went, oh, is it the goddamn... Uh, the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie. <laughs> I think, hadn't we talked about it when we were talking about this podcast as a yeah, whole? Yeah, you had mentioned you wanted to maybe do it at some <laughs> point. All right. Um, all right, I think I got my hint for you. It's uh, all right. a cruel bitch gets amnesia and gets bamboozled into a family. Oh my God, is it Overboard? Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, the, well. the original, right? Yeah, man. 1987. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Overboard. <laughs> what an insane concept. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we watched it in our quad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Hands down, we did. It's a good movie, though. And I feel I like it was. It is! It is. <laughs> Well, thank you again for being here, Chris, and thank you for next week's movie. So tune in next week when Luke, myself, and potential guests discuss Overboard. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. Well, for No Highway Option, I've been Connor. And I've been Luke. And I've been Right Hand Jack. <laughs> And as always, these have been our opinions, and if you didn't like it, too bad, because it's our way. No, no highway, highway option. option. Oh, isn't that cute, Chris? Oh. Is the name. Our way or the highway, guys, come on. No, that's not what he says in the pacifier. He says, it's my way, no highway option. That's the entire name of the goddamn show. But, like, I guess. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. I'd have to hear it played back, I don't know. hi everyone just in case we didn't get a chance to mention it in the episode we are looking for your feedback so if you could leave us a review on your podcasting provider of choice you know on the same page where you subscribe to us and share us with your friends that would be really great or you can even get in contact with us through Twitter and email. You can follow us on Twitter at NoHighwayPod or email us NoHighwayPod at gmail.com. We're really thankful that you took some time out of your day to listen to us, and we hope that the rest of your day goes great. Okay, goodbye. The theme music for No Highway Option is the song Welcome to the Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed by using the Creative Commons Attribution License. To find this song and more songs like it, or to read the full license for yourself, 
you can follow the links in our show description. No Highway Option was created by and starring Connor and Luke and produced by Connor.